the shot of wrestling. Episode 98. And away. We go. I beat up there. Three styles and stone cold stunting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, Undertaker change. Sit in the fire or get pooed like Roman Reigns. Get this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that Cactus Jack. It's Patty Yag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. Welcome to 98 of A Shot of Wrestling. New Year, new us. <laughs> it's fucking cold outside. So uh, Freezing. Freezing. Green Man was too cold outside for the Green Man. He can't make it to the studio. So instead of giving you the gift of Putty by himself, Green Man is joining me via Skype. For the first time ever, Michael J. I've been thinking this a long time ago. This is my idea since I feel like 30-something. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's gonna suck. Yeah, it's not bad, not bad, right? Uh, I mean, I'm you're, pretty comfortable at home. You're warm, I'm comfortable. Back right now on my couch. Yeah, man, it, it feels good. It feels, feels good. How are you doing over there? Not bad, not in bad. In Omega Studios, not too shabby. Bar's kind of popping, so I'm going to go down to some feminitas. <laughs> Maybe have yeah. some karaoke. But uh, New York City got hit with what they call the bomb blizzard or a bomb.com blizzard, blizzard uh, bomb cyclone. A bomb cyclone. Like in, in, in a time period where people are afraid of the word bomb being yeah. used. Or bomb. Th- like I, I think that's the poorest choice to, uh, of words to describe this blizzard that hit the tri-state area. Because it wasn't just New York. It was New Jersey, uh, parts of Connecticut. Long Island was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so it was crazy. I guess see how gullible I am. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking like the 90s slang for bomb being awesome. Like big, huge, off the bomb. <laughs> this is a fucking bomb cyclone. That's how I thought. I didn't think this of bomb. This is a bomb blizzard right here. Yeah, I didn't think of terrorist That's angle. Awesome. But who knows how they no, meant it? No, I, I, I thought it was a poor choice of words. Uh, but they weren't lying, Michael J. We got hit. We got hit hard. Hard. Uh, <laughs> I unfortunately had to go to work that day. That sucks. Crazy. Trekked yeah, I, myself all the way to the, to the city. My wife there? did too. And uh, train. Luckily, the trains were running as close as to schedule as they could. I obviously left a little bit earlier, but I made it there only like five minutes late, considering the conditions. I think that's pretty good. It's not bad I'm at usually all. Usually, ten minutes late without there being yeah. a, a bomb blizzard. You know, bomb so cyclone. I thought it was Get great. It right. Got it. Uh, how about you? How how did you? Uh, survive the uh bomb cyclone uh, barely uh thank god my job closed so yeah, oh, did they close like they told you before you went in no they told us we have a delayed opening like the schools so we we're going oh, go in at 10 maybe close early but then at nine o'clock when the new york city and state opened the state of emergencies and schools were closed we're like mm, there's no point in going in because back in the day your boy who, yeah. li- who lives pretty close to his job, and the boss, you know, who hates me, well documented here on the show, I would always that have to makes. go in, no matter what, mm-hmm. to process our daily work that we had to take care of. So even though the bank would be closed, I would have to go in, take care of the oh. shit. So that sucked, and uh, I didn't have an excuse because she's a fucking bitch and hates my guts. I'm a white man. <laughs> Two things she hates most in the world. 
But thankfully now, technology is the best thing in the world. Thank you, computers. Thank you, internet. Thank you, networks. Our thank you, IT, Skype. <laughs> yeah. Our IT people can do it from home. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, we just go in the next day. No problem. Bada bing, bada boom. I can get a, lay on my couch all day. Sick, like as, sick as a I dog, like though. It. It's been a fucking rough year. You got me sick last week. So I am uh, so sorry. 2018 has not started off well for me at all, but hopefully the gets uh, better from here. Yeah, I mean, we got hit with a blizzard in New York City in the tri-state area. Yep. And uh, New Year's Eve, that's the last thing. We, for the first time in years, years, this probably was the first, no, second time because last year my wife was pregnant. But So this is the second year in a row that we did not spend New Year's together. Yeah. So how was your New Year's? It was okay. We go to our friend's house. They have a big, they have a big party. Uh, it was uh-huh. extremely um, more uh, tamer. Not okay. many, not many people showed up. It was a lower turnout. Oh, which means it was more comfortable and more. Uh, you don't have to worry about people. You know who had a low turnout at his party, but um, they still had a great time. Johnny Nitro had uh, a party. Did you go to the Chateau Marmiz? <laughs> No, it was at his place oh, okay. out in L.A. Um, Zach Ryder was there. Bomb-ass uh, Star Wars suit. Yeah. Lana, was, Lana Rusev were there. Um, who, else, who else was there? Uh, Logan Black was there. You know, uh, I think you you may know him from Lucha Underground. He was also I in, in WWE. No? Oh, yeah. no. uh, but uh, he had a pretty cool party, too. They run with a really cool click, I got to say. You know, the Miz. The Miz, yeah. Did you see Dolph Ziggler? Dolph Ziggler's in that click, too. Uh, Dolph Ziggler was not there. I'm sure he was invited, but he Cody was Cody Rhodes there. in that click? Well, he's probably in Japan, right? Getting ready? Yeah, Cody Rhodes is in that click. Yeah, for sure. That's a good click to be part Randy. of. I would love to be part of that click. Yeah. I, I think my invitation got lost. It must have, because the Green Man is totally part of that click. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, yeah. I give you. It's okay. I understand. You know, I talked about your intern you know, about he that. He usually sends me flight, like my, my flight already in my invitation because he knows Green Man doesn't have too much green. So he usually includes the flight out to LA to check out, you know, the festivities. But I understand. You know, what, got what's lost his last name? Um, there uh, it is. Okay. Here we go. Anyway. Johnny Nitro. That's, how, that's yeah, okay. what I refer to. But uh, he's Johnny Impact now. That's right. So, but uh, going back to the old days, the Nitro days. Any resolutions? Oh, um, not really. Not really. We we have this tradition at New Year's. I don't know if, if you share the same one where uh, you eat grapes and you eat 12 grapes and each grape is a wish. Yeah, we do that this year. For, for your wish for 2018. Um, I can't share those because then they won't come true. But I could tell you that... Uh, one of them was concerning my finances. Mm-hmm. Another was uh, concerning the future of a shot of wrestling. Okay. And uh, the last one was just more of like an overall health wish and health goal. So okay, yeah, do you have wishes? I've been doing the financing and health for the last couple of years. None of them have came true. So he'll fuck. I just ate grapes. <laughs> I ate 12 fucking grapes forced myself seven I was like done but I forced the last five I'm like oh maybe you should have just one wish for 12 grapes 
You yeah, know? I, I try to repeat wishes. Super it strong. Doesn't work. I gotta tell you, when I did the twelve grapes, there and there was one year that I just wished the one thing. It came true. Oh yeah. And now we have baby green man. Mm. Did he stay up to midnight? Huh? Uh, we stayed up actually. We stayed up till eleven thirty. Kind of started dozing off, and then like my mm, eye sucks. cracked open like at like at two minutes to midnight, and we we're like, "Oh, I think they're gonna start doing the countdown." Turn on the TV. I'm like, "Come on, wake up!" Just so we could catch the countdown. Then went right back to bed. It was a great New That's Year's Eve. Good. I loved. It. I loved it. Very relaxing. Very relaxing. Uh, Michael J. Putty. Yeah. Uh, as we gear up to 2018 we are in 2018 we get to talk to yeah we get to talk to new wrestlers we get to talk to people who have more resolutions oh. than just michael j putt and the green man uh and this is someone that we have gotten to know before at bcw but he's gonna allow himself to reintroduce himself and this time he's reintroducing himself as coda Charisma out the ass, baby, is on a shot of wrestling. All right, Michael J. Putty. You know I've always wanted to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, a shot of wrestling proudly brings to you he has charisma out the ass simply Coda How you doing sir? How's everything here man? Oh we are doing good it's so nice to hear you and it's nice for us to get back together at the beginning of 2018. Yes 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 indeed my friend indeed my friend. And uh, 2017 is completely behind us any highs and lows that you want to go over with us on how 2017 ended out for you? Well the good thing about actually the great marvelous charismatic thing that happened to me in 2017 is that I was able to uh, find myself you know realize my true strengths and realize my weaknesses realize who I am and who I'm not you know that was the most that was the greatest thing to me that happened in 2017 we originally met you you were the general and now you're simply coda so walk us through that evolution of your character what happened how did you find yourself well basically I realized that I'm not this real that guy that's always grunting, that's always upset. You know, at the end of the day, that was all an act, you know, but that act took me to places that I didn't want to go in my life. Mm-hmm. That was that moment that I realized that, you know what, that's not me. That's not who I am. You know, I'm extremely charismatic. I'm uniquely entertaining. You know, hence, to just say in a simple word, simply Coda. Yeah. Simply charismatic out the ass. Yeah. You know, that's all I could say, you know, and I feel more comfortable this, this way, you know. No, for sure. And I'm really interested because, uh, you know, as wrestling fans, we see the product that is put in front of us, um, but we don't really think too much on how that comes to fruition. You know, so your original character, like you said, was that something that was brought up to you as like, hey, we have this great idea for you to be the general? Or, or is it something that you're like, you know what, I'm starting in the wrestling business. You know, this is who I want to be. 
Well, no, you know, I wanted to always be a leader. In actuality, my one of my great descendants was a, Sp- a Spanish war general. Mm. You know, although I come from Puerto Rican descent, as you know, we were made up of Tainos, Spaniards, you know, and the African-Americans. You know, so I just wanted to, uh, I would just want to continue on the legacy, but I wanted to do it my way, you know, and my way sometimes never works, as I figured out. And a wise man just told me, listen, just be you. you know, and Who is that, that wise started, man? The wise man is actually Anthony Cole from BCW. Okay. Good guy. Good guy. Um, so while you we're know, talking about advice, um, is there any other advice that anyone has given you that you still carry on to you to this day? Yes, yes. Grim Reefer and Joseph Von Smith, because they both, funny, they both said the same thing. They both said sometimes you got to work with what, with what you have. And basically with this Coda character, I just took everything I have and I put it all together and I made a soup. A little Coda soup. Una sopa bien rica. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, when we see you in person, obviously the charisma is just flowing out of all your or your openings. And um, you're a big guy. The Green Man's a big guy. I've always been a big guy. But one of the things that I never was small on was confidence. And that's something that when we see you in the ring coming out through that curtain is that confidence, that charisma that oozes out. So how is uh, Simply Coda with the, with the ladies, you know? Well, the comfortability too you know before i had before you got you have charisma you always also have to be comfortable with yourself in your own skin before as a general i wasn't comfortable no reality i wasn't comfortable in my own skin now i am mm-hmm. you know the the ladies i don't i really have don't have a problem you know although you know sexy saying Jane, he's the man with the ladies but you know oh, okay. uh, mr coda ain't got a problem either you know what i mean he would be a good wingman and for you my, Oh, maybe, maybe one of these days. Maybe one of these days we go out. He's a little too rocky for me for now, though. Gotcha. You know, I, I like to keep it a little romantic, you know what I'm saying, nice, you know. Yeah. Money makers will always come into play, of course. But, you know, a little, you know, less raunchier than Eric Jaden. But gotcha. I do love the dude. He's one, of, he's one of my greatest guys. I love it. And we kind of just got right into the conversation about uh, you, your character, and your evolution of, of you know, who Coda is going to be. We kind of looked over a little bit of your past. So, fill us in. How much was wrestling an influence in you growing up? Oh, it was a great, humongous influence. Like, I loved it. You know, all my constituents in school, all my family, we all loved wrestling. And one day when I was about 15, 17, one of my mentors in this, they call it a community center, it's like a Y, Mikey Zivon, mm-hmm. he introduced me to the King of New York. At that time, he was, well, still, he's seen Negro, but he was a dirty, rotten scoundrel at that time. Now now he's the King of New York. You know, they put me on the wing, and I started training there around 2001, 2002-ish. You know, and I started training there with Lathan, T.O.T. That's where I met J-Train. That's where I met Slugger. That's where I met Homicide. He was another one of the main trainers. Yeah. Louis, Low Course, it was Low Life. Louis, Lathan, Homicide were the main trainers there. J-Train also was there training people. So, you know, it was a pretty good experience. You're running with a pretty nice, decent crew who's definitely made also their names in the independent scene. What has been your hardest obstacle in this journey to become a pro wrestler? The hardest obstacle was in 2000 and was in 2002 when I had had a free accident and I had to leave wrestling for quite some time. So when I, when I came back, uh, the doghouse, Bobby Lombardi's doghouse was already closed down. Mm-hmm. 
So I kind of left wrestling alone for a while. I said, whatever. Then guess who I see again? The King of New York. Again. Again. Eight, nine years late, eight, nine years later, he's like, yo, come back. So I started training with the boys again. I went to, at that time, was MDIW Slugger, Slugger School, you know, so it was it was pretty cool. Then I started recapping with the fellas, meeting Homicide again, training with Grim Reefer, who was, he was been a very significant part of of me coming back to the Indies, you know, in 2011. Also Bronco, too. I, I definitely can't leave the Bronco out. Is there um, a difference as far as goal setting from when you started professional wrestling and you said, you know, unfortunately... You had to take some time off and then coming back into the game and reassessing what your goals are. You know, how different were your goals back then to what, how they are now? Back then, I really only had like a year and a half training. So I really didn't have goals. You know, I really didn't even have my first professional match outside of LIWF Doghouse. You know, so it was just basically like I got a touch of what it was. And, you know, I met some old friends who made me remember of that, you know, that touch of what it was. And I just got that itch. And ever since then, I've been wrestling and and, tra and training, you know, never forget where I came from, always paying my dues, continue to pay my dues, you know? We hear that saying a lot in professional wrestling. Everybody has to pay their dues. Everybody has to put in their time. What exactly do you have to do to pay these dues? Like, what, what does that mean? Well, to me, paying dues mean giving, pay, giving respect to the business, respecting the business at all times, knowing when to do things and when not to do things, training definitely, being respectful to your trainer, which, you know, it took me a lot of kicks in the ass to, to be respectful, and that's when I was able to find myself, but that's another story for another day. But, yeah, training, being respectful, you know, gaining positive people around you that will help you, you know, that's what paying my dues to me means. Yeah. You know, yeah, just basically all in a nutshell, just being humble, basically. Being humble till you get there, you know, because you still got to pay till you get there. It's just like when you take a road trip, you're still paying gas and tolls and everything till you get to that destination. So basically, it's the same concept. Now, if you hadn't chosen a career as a professional wrestler, what do you think you'd be doing? Honestly, I'm still, well, I'm still a, a building maintenance and slash construction guy on the side. Like, I, I didn't really ever thought of that. My whole thing was, you know, I'm going to have a, have a job, a career, and also have wrestling. So in hopes that one day, you know, say I make it to the I make it to the big time in wrestling. Of course, that I will leave everything behind me and just continue forward. You know, but for now, I'm just I'm just like everyone else, trying to struggle, trying to make it, trying to do what they gotta do, give their temp, give their hundred percent every show. You know. What are your passions outside the ring? You know, we talked about you being so passionate to be a wrestler, but what do you like to do on your spare time? On my spare time, I like to actually uh, do do some exercise. I like to watch. Uh, Listen to music, watch watch uh, some wrestling, old school wrestling, like NWA. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite wrestlers is uh, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, okay. Actually, he's he is my. I gotta say, heads up, anyone that knows he would know he's my idol. I could see there. There's definitely a little bit of Dusty Rhodes influence. As soon as you walk out that curtain, the way you cap, the way you move and get get the crowd behind you, definitely some shades of Dusty Rhodes in that. You know, charisma out the ass and everybody, you just got to find it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You really got, you know, Green Man, look at you. You come to every show painted in green. <laughs> that's commitment. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's your passion, too. You know, like everything goes into play. You, you got to be comfortable as you are. You got to have a passion. You got to have a commitment. You know? 
And with all that, then comes charisma. Like, charisma, people think, like, I just, it just happens. Oh, yeah, I'm able to. No, it took me a long time to build that courage and that commitment and that passion to want to come out and dance and take my shirt off and, you know, and not be afraid of anything. And I think, back to what you were saying with the ladies, I think that's one of the things that they like, that I have confidence that I don't right. care. Mm-hmm. You know, I walk out to the beach with, with no shirt on, with the moneymaker, just, you know, what's up, ladies? You know, like, it ain't a thing like a chicken wing, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> as long as you're confident It ain't a it. thing, baby. Well, listen, I love Coda. You know, this is the first time we're actually talking, you know, and having a good conversation. But I love the message behind who you are, you know, being true to yourself and being comfortable in your own skin and then having that confidence be that charisma. You know, it's really inspiring, man. No, thank you. Thank you. No, and, you know, and it took, uh, and let me tell you, I thank the people who like Homicide, Grim Reefer, and Slugger, and Bronco and them, and even Anthony Cole inspired me, you know, because without them, without everybody, Jarelk, Coney, TJ Marconi, without all my guys, Eric Jaden, I couldn't be where, where I am now. Right. You know? Well, that's definitely something that we've seen now getting closer to BCW. Like I mentioned earlier, BCW is our home. It's somewhere where, you know, it's our backyard. And we love promoting the fact that the best wrestling is in your backyard. And wrestling truly does bring people together. And we're getting a great opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, though, and um, the great thing about wrestling right now, it's for everyone. So, like, the men are having just an equal opportunity to really put their talents to play as the women are, which is great. Um, who are your favorite three, your top three women wrestlers of all time? My top three women wrestlers, I would have to say, Fabulous Mula. Good one. Bulacano. Oh, Bulacano. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And Lufisto. All right. Now... If you've listened to the show before, you know where we're going with this. Do Mary kill the top three women wrestlers that you just picked. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to do this to you. All right. I'm going to do this age-wise. Okay. I would definitely kill Fabulous Moolah because either, I, I don't know, rest in peace, if she's already gone or she's on her way out. Then Bill McConnell, I would definitely do. You're not you the know, first one who chose her. Too. Interesting. You see, Green Man, now you got me sounding as sick as you, man. <laughs> well, I promise you that's as sick as we are going to get here on the show. Um, but as we start wrapping it up, um, looking back at 2017, you ended your year with a great match with Papa Don at NYWC. Um, what, I mean, that that was a great match. Uh, were you nervous going into it? You know, I'm sorry to see the way it ended. Um, but fill us in. What were your thoughts about it? I mean, my thoughts about it, it was a great match. He, to me, he is the most, he is the most unsigned superstar. He's a, he's an unsigned superstar in my book. He should have been signed a few years ago, mm-hmm. you know, so to me, he's the best unsigned talent in the Indies. If anyone has something to say, that's their opinion, but my opinion is one. Yeah, he's very and clean. That Papa Don, I had a great match with you, even though I fell short, you know, you did what you did. You know, you, you did something very devious, but at the end of the day, it is, it is what it is, and probably that's the reason why you're the best, because you're smart. But you know what? The next time we meet, you won't be that smart. So that's how but, 2017 uh, yeah. ended. Uh, 2018 is starting with a shot of wrestling, and it's starting with BCW Presents Dangerous Intentions. Um, going into this event, how are you feeling? Do you feel confident? And who are your opponents? Well, I believe I'm fighting... Uh, 
the, the, the Jewish outlaw Matthias Glass and the sexy saint. Wow. Eric Jaden. Now, you mentioned Eric Jaden was a close friend of yours. How is that dynamic going to play in the ring? I mean, at the end of the day, he has to he has to play his part. He has to do what he got to do. However he feels, he thinks he needs to do to win. Mm-hmm. And I got to do what I got to do. You know? Okay. But let me tell you one thing, Eric Jaden. You as when it, when it comes to dancing and you think you're a better dancer than me, you might have a better body than me. But when it comes to dancing, Papito, I'm the guy. And I'm going to show you come January 12th. And Matthias Glass, I ain't got no problem with him. But at the end of the day, it's business as usual. Like I said, I found out who I am. He still is who he is. So we're just going to see who the three better men are. Like I said, the Jewish outlaw who right now he's getting a lot, a lot of heat. But I think that's just a whole bunch of political political crap to me that that's you know, actually a great topic i hope you don't mind if we discuss that a little bit mer- a little bit further uh matthias glass has been getting a lot of heat it, he's been- wanna when they see someone doing good they want to bring them down any way they can and right now for matthias glass they say that he's not really jewish this and that well you at the end of the day he's doing a good job mm-hmm. you know when when i when i played i wasn't born in spain you know nikolai volkov Look at Smash when he played the, the Russian gimmick. Right. You know, John Cisco, all these, all these, Matthias ain't the first, and he ain't going to be the last. You know, it's just a whole bunch of political bullcrap going on. People want to say things what they want to say things. You know, and me, you know, I, I'm cold. I'm going to speak where I, just like the Bill Cosby and all these other things. You know, one person speaks, then you have 50,000 women all of a sudden out of nowhere. Right. You know, come on, there, there's, there's something to that, you know. When one speed, they want, come on, that's all bullcrap. So that's what they're doing with, with, uh, with, with, with Matthias. One speed, then the other one. If they all really felt like that, they would have done it at different times. Mm-hmm. You know? So please give me with that. You know, David Starr, I respect you as a professional wrestler, but at the end of the day, this ain't politics. We ain't running for president or government or official or senator or nothing like that. It's We're wrestling. It's entertainment. It's wrestling. You know, it's workers a- trying to get paid, trying to entertain the crowds. Yeah. You know, each one's equal. We should not be putting each other down. You know what I mean? We should be bringing the crowds up and bringing the fans up and helping ourselves. Yeah. You know, that's why, like, the camaraderie and all that is, is dying out. It's not like back in the day that we all helped each other and everything, you know? That we all had a, it, it was no, everyone had a little clique of guys that we were all going to help each other. That's why I gotta be honest. Ace Romero, JT Dunn, his group of guys—they got to where they're get, they're getting to where they're getting to because they all helped each other out. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day with Joey Ryan and Ricochet and all these guys in pro wrestling, Gorilla—they got to where they got to because they all helped each other out. Right. Chris Hero, Human Tornado. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Not putting each other down is helping each other out. Right. You can't step on the people. You know? on your way up, you know, because you never know who who's going to be working beside you, you know, down the road. I mean, as, as big as professional wrestling is and, and as dense as it is, you know, it, it's also a small little community. Um, so, you know, uh, and, it's about, and it is about making connections, you know. It is about talking to the right people and everything, but to me, it's doing it the right way, you know, because you can step on one person's toes today, then the next time... You want to go to a company or somewhere else or a different region or different territory, he might be the head man there. And then you might be, you know, you know what I'm saying, crap out of luck, you know? So yeah. it's well, just is what it is. Me, me, I'm just playing my game, doing what I got to do, doing things the right way. 
you know? Well, I appreciate you opening up to us and being very honest with your thoughts about it because it is a, a, a hot topic in a lot of the wrestling forums and things that are going on. So thank you very much for your honesty. But let's go real, real quick one second. I wanted to go we got stuck with that with that real quick. Uh, let's go back to the question you were asking me about about the match January twelfth of the Elks Watch. Go for it. This match is gonna be extremely entertaining. This this match is gonna have Coda Charisma out the ass all over it. Not just for me. Let me tell you Matthias Glass is very charismatic. Eric Jane and the sexy Saiyan is extremely charismatic. So we're gonna bring something that the Elks has never seen before. Oh. Okay. So BCW fans, get ready, because this is going to be three of the greatest entertainers in NYC, in my opinion. If someone has something different to say, they can come see me or comment me on Facebook, George Rosario. But this is what it is. BCW, January 12th, Thias Glass, the Jewish outlaw. Mr. Coder, charisma out the ass himself. And Eric Jade and Sexy saying, we're going to tear the roof off the place. Whether they like it, why not? <laughs> I love it, brother. Thank you so much. Now, if we wanted to continue on this journey with you through 2018, where could we follow you at? Um, like I said, again, you could definitely follow me on uh, George Rosario Facebook, um, Breed Combination Wrestling. You could, you, you guys should definitely subscribe to us. You know, all the fans, you know, there's, some, there's a lot of good actions, a lot of good wrestlers out there. You know, you got Mike Orlando, you got McDrake, you got Asriel, Joe Gacy, Diana Monso, Papa Don. You know, Kyle the Beast coming up this next show. You got a lot of good good talent, you know. You got a lot of good footage to see on yeah. BCW. There's a reason you guys there. There's a reason that a shot of wrestling has made BCW our home. And it's because everybody goes through BCW. Definitely. And it's not even that. Not everybody. And, and I got to tell you the truth. Not everybody goes through BCW. But we use a unique brand of guys. You know, the we don't best. use the same guys that everybody uses. You know, and that's what made us, you know, where you, BCW is unique in its own right. Absolutely. You know, Ugly Ducklings. We were the first ones to bring it. Jalen Express, two years they came back. Shelton Benjamin, his first time back. Danny DeMonto for his first match back. Danny DeMonto. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the hit squad in Queens. You know, Ethan Page, David Starr, uh, Elijah Woods, you know. All these guys, man. I got to give it up to all these guys and thank all these guys for helping us boys out at BCW. The ones that are up and coming. You know, that cool. shout out to Dan Ma for helping out Riot Race. You know, shout out to Billy Gunn, Shelton Benjamin for helping out Mike Orlando. Shout out to Joe Gacy. You know, shout out to all these guys, man, who have made it, man. Homicide 2, 187, been there a few times with us. Santana, you know, LAX. All yeah. these guys, man. You know, all these guys. Even Jocka, the whole team for using this bit. Hell yeah. And you can catch all that live action just by subscribing to the YouTube channel. I love it. Uh, Coda, just hang around with us a little bit longer. We got last call coming up. Absolutely, I will, sir. This hit that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpieces. Styling, violent, living it up in the city. Got Chuck's on with St. Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. Ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for the final moments of this episode for Last Call with Coda. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Thanks, Coda. Thanks, Green Man. Good job. Yeah. Anytime, baby. Anytime. Uh, some very uh, 
interesting topics and uh, very interesting the way we ended off talking about Matthias Glass and his match coming up with our dear friend Eric Jaden. Uh, I'm assuming, Michael J. Putty, you're you're behind Eric Jaden all the way to win that match. How's it? Hell yeah, son. <laughs> no if ands, or buts um, about it. No, no matter how big a butt is. Yeah. <laughs> so did there? So did there? Well, I saw what you did there. Nice. Well, we still have him uh, on standby for last call, um, where maybe we could ask him if he's a tits or an ass man. We'll see. We'll see what he says. All right, sounds good. But it's time to get into the news. All right, well, the big, the big news story everyone in the wrestling world is talking about is none other than Enzo Amore. He was hospitalized right before Raw in Miami. With, and, uh, legit? Yeah, legit. He uh, posted uh, an IV, a picture of him in, wearing an uh, IV in the hospital. He, mm-hmm. showed, he showed up to Raw anyway, but they sent him home because he wanted to you know, have his match with, uh, what's his name? Cedric the Entertainer. But they sent him home <laughs> because he was unfit to compete. So, however, according to the WWE, their official statement is that he has the flu. And he has been replaced okay. by the Mixed Match Challenge by Apollo Crews. But, you know, that's not, you can't just report that news story. There's got to be speculation and gossip. The gossip, the gossip is, is that Enzo Mori simply partied too hard on New Year's Eve and was unfit to compete. No way. So the IV was, was just him. Was he so hungover? The IV was just him getting uh, rehydrated, I guess. Stop. So, oh, my gosh. Interesting. Good for him. Yeah, man. Kind of sucks. What better place to party in Miami, right? But uh, well, Okay, so here, here's my thought about that. Uh, more power to Enzo Amore for partying and living living the life and just enjoying himself on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah. But in the same respect, you're a WWE superstar. Champion. You know you have Monday Night Raw. The ne- yeah, you're cruiserweight champion. You know you have Monday Night Raw the next night. This may not have been the best year to party hard, you know? And, and you're you're being supported by the company. Like, you're getting a big push. You're the face of 205 Live. This should not have been the year where I'm, like, I'm going to go all crazy and, and go buck wild and not even be able to stand up straight the next day. Hmm. You know, you got to make those sacrifices. Do you believe the speculation, what do you though? Think? Do you what believe- do you think, Michael J.? If you had work the next, if if you had a big commitment, like you know, we're big wrestling fans. So if you had a big prominent spot on Monday Night Raw, would you be like, "Yo, I'm gonna go out and celebrate. I could make it up to to Raw the next night," or would you be a little bit more cautious? A little bit more cautious. Yeah, but that means, do you believe that he got partied out and he doesn't have the flu? Like, do you? Believe I'm gonna believe that. I like that story. Yeah, Enzo Amore. Went to to too much on the party train. He was partying with maybe Adam Rose, uh, and, and he went too hard. Maybe too hard at Mansion, right there on Ocean Boulevard, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I believe it. I in think, other news, I can't think of anything else. Daniel Bryan took part of an interview with SportsIllustrated.com. You read this? Tell me about it. Tell me. He discussed the possibility, as everyone wants to know about the possibility of him returning to a WWE ring again. He said, and I quote, Oh, God, that's the question everybody has. Well, he finally gave if you I an, interviewed Daniel Bryan, I would ask him that. Well, he finally gave you an answer, and this is, it. this is what he said, and I quote, I assume that if I don't wrestle by WrestleMania, I probably won't ever wrestle with WWE ever again. That's my assumption. So that's a bold statement right there. Wow. So there's a lot of issues with me getting cleared by the WWE. They have a very strict protocol, which is a good thing. It's an interesting situation that will develop. So... 
he gave himself a deadline by WrestleMania, which is three months away. So, and I don't see that happening. I mean, as far as far as the booking committee here, uh, I would have to agree and say that uh, it. I mean, it, it'd be a shame not to book him. WrestleMania 30, when they were in New Orleans originally, was Daniel Bryan's year for him to return back. And kind of a crush, the, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 they love telling stories, and they love creating moments like this. So to have the yes movement maybe become the yup movement at mm. this WrestleMania? I don't know. It, sound, it sounds interesting. It sounds intriguing. What a and I, I, I hope I could be there. Just saying it out loud, uh, he mentioned, if I don't wrestle by WrestleMania, I probably won't wrestle again. So I bumped up a later story. I'm going to talk about it now, is that Shane McMahon will reportedly be involved in a major WrestleMania match. The match is expected to take part of his ongoing feud with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Okay. But now there's all this reading it out loud that if I don't wrestle by WrestleMania, maybe could it be a Shane McMahon-Dana Bryan match? I mean, the story... Is there to be told? It is. It's they're, possible. They're building the tension. Maybe they won't do a Shane McMahon, Sami Zayn match. Maybe it'll be Daniel Bryan. I'll, I'll rather see that. I, yeah, I agree. That's a totally long, that's a long but shot. Then, but. but then do you really want to see Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan? Or would you rather see like a like uh, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn? Uh, Daniel Bryan, Kevin, uh, Sammy, uh, Shane McMahon. Yeah. I'm okay. ashamed of Maymark, so he delivers every match he gets. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> well, in other news. Well, during New Japan Pro Wrestling's New Year's Dash 2018 event in Tokyo, Chris Jericho made a surprise appearance and began a new feud by attacking Tetsuya Naito. For those of you who don't know, both Jericho and Naito will be going back and forth on Twitter, yeah. kind, of, kind of expanding this feud leading up to Wrestle Kingdom 12. Which, as a wrestling fan, I would assume he would build up his feud with Kenny Omega. Not build another feud before the main event, but... So, apparently, Chris Jericho is staying around with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Your thoughts? Um, I mean, he booked himself perfectly for that one. I think uh, there was so much money that was made by Chris Jericho's appearance at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Even, I mean, beyond expectations, totally lived up to all the hype. And uh, for New Japan to still get more out of Chris Jericho, it, it's it's a big money moment. It's a big money moment. It's great for New Japan. It's great for Chris Jericho. It's great for wrestling fans. Um, I love the way Chris Jericho always – I feel like anytime Chris Jericho says, I'm not going to do something, you better believe that he he's going to do it. Because he had a at a press conference, he's like, I'm jumping on a plane. I'm heading back to the United States. I am done with Japan. A few days later, boom, attack. attacks Nadio? Nadio? What do you call him? Nadio. I mean, so it, it's it's like I, I love that about Chris Jericho. I love it. I, um, but uh, do you also have – do you have the stats on how well – Wrestle Kingdom performed as far as ticket sales and how much money they made? No, I don't have that offhand. I couldn't find that. <clears throat> the tune of $14.5 million were made. How much is that in yen? Tokyo Dome was completely sold out. Um, how many seats does it hold? People from literally all over the world attended this event. Would you ever go? The most made. He paid off. Would you go? <clears throat> he completely paid off. Would you go to Wrestle Kingdom? I would love to. I would love to. Um, if 
Did it you watch it? It something that you would totally you have, have to plan. I did not have a sleepover. It was your plan. Um, you promised everybody a sleepover. It, it was originally the plan to have a sleepover, but then I realized that the 4th, when it goes live, yeah. is really Thursday. And I thought it's really it really was Wednesday night, but I thought it was Thursday night. It was like Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the morning so I, like that, right? Yeah, it totally threw me off. It totally the dates totally threw me off. But I would, I would love to go to the Tokyo Dome, and I wouldn't just like it for a Wrestle Kingdom. I think there's so much history uh, in for wrestling fans in, in Tokyo that to go there for Wrestle Kingdom would be amazing. But just to be there in general to absorb all that energy and all that wrestling history, it would be awesome. The network had a special you- uh, Brock Lesnar return to Japan. Was that in the Tokyo Dome? Do you remember offhand? Um, it was. Uh, it was from the Tokyo Dome. Them, yeah, that shit out too. That the beast, the beast from the east or something. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. It was a network special. Yep. Yeah. Watch. In other news, it's some bad news for you, buddy. Some bad oh, news. On a recent what? episode of the Wrestling Observer Radio, my man Dave Meltzer asserted that Bailey, your girl Bailey, maybe in fact, yeah doomed time. By, the w- time. by the WWE. He said, and I yeah. quote, they've already given up on her and they given up on her a long, long time ago. When they're going to protect Mickey James over you, when Mickey James was brought in to be a filler to lose on the roster, that just tells you the dice has been cast with her already. Your thoughts? Do you think Mickey James, uh, Bailey's uh, future is done? When, when, when did they give up on her? He just—he didn't say he specifically. He said a long, long time ago. No, I'm—I'm t- I'm asking you, Michael uh, J. Buddy, if you had to pinpoint when they gave up on Bailey, when do you think that was? Probably during her first title the injury run. when she was injured. She went away for a little bit. Not, you think dur- that hurt her? I think during her first title run, she the crowd wasn't really amped. Yeah, she didn't deliver. Yep. She wasn't a draw. It was, the little girls liked her. Abel liked her. Um, you know, it just wasn't much of a draw. She didn't perform. Her gimmick doesn't sell. I talked about the vaude villains. I talked about the, the past NXT gimmicks. Doesn't really come over in the big crowds. Belly doesn't. It, she she was too squeaky clean, in my opinion. She was just too squeaky clean. I oh, love the hugger turn, moment. She needs to turn the heel. Section. She and I don't even think it's that she needs to turn heel, but I think that the WWE has to um, has to give give more to that audience that likes the darker characters that likes the attitude era you know we are the ones and we're, we're talking about us wrestling fans um who grew up in the attitude era yep. who thought that was probably one of the best eras that there ever been because things were so progressive things were so raw and now you went from going away from from those gimmick characters of the Duke, Duke the Trumps or Drozzy or Doink the Clown where everybody had a gimmick. Everybody had that. And now you're going back into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you go back into it. You know, um, it, it's it's OK to have a few of those in the roster. But uh, I feel like, you know, Bailey and that gimmick just didn't didn't hit. It didn't hit. They told the story about her growing up as a wrestling fan and wanting to live her dream. She lived her dream, but then that was it. That was like it. I feel like they had nothing else for her after her dream was realized. Very one dimensional. Like, all right, little backstories. Like all right, give me something exactly. more. Yeah, yeah. So we'll maybe, maybe there was 
they should have put like a villain, you know, like her evil nemesis growing up who was stopping her along the way mm-hmm. from 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 achieving her dream, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But I digress in other news. In similar news, because speaking of Dave Meltzer and speaking of the Raw Women's Division, you ready for this big bombshell? Meltzer notes that WWE is building towards putting the Women's Championship on Asuka before the Royal Rumble, which means that Asuka will not take part of the Royal Rumble, which many um, picked her as a favorite to win. And she'll be actually defending that title against Alexa Bliss at that event itself. That's an interesting little tidbit, which I prefer that happening because Asuka is such a clear frontrunner to win. It kind of opens up the yeah. field more to give like, oh, who could who, win here? Who is the, the second frontrunner, you think? If it's not Asuka. It's uh, if the rumor is, uh, what's her name? The UFC chick, Ronda Rousey. She makes a surprise appearance. Would yeah. this be the time for her to come up? Uh, in my opinion, probably. I don't what's going on. That's the rumor. If she does debut, this will be the time to debut. But I was thinking about the other day. I don't know who else deserves it, character-wise. Uh-huh. It's I'm trying to think about that because now that when I, when I read that, I'm like, all right, Oscar's out the window. So choose my pick. Because okay. uh, now I'm trying to think, who would I pick now? It's tough. It's a tough. Uh, I don't know who the surprise entrants are. I don't... So you have to. So wrestling 101, and we we're learning more as we get more and more involved into this podcast and, and the backstage politics and the way you book shows. Um, but you have to plan what you want to see right now at WrestleMania, right? Correct. So let's say Asuka's champion, and who's the SmackDown Women's Champion? Charlotte. Charlotte. These are two faces at this point, right? Correct. Right? They're two faces. So you would have to have a heel winner at the Royal Rumble. Mm Mm-hmm. So that automatically draws your number down, cuts your, your roster in half by looking at who your heels are and who your are your faces. Um, so out of the heel women, who do you think would be your pick? I know who my pick would be. I'll go with Paige. That's, that's a good one. Thanks. That's a good one. Um, the only reason I wouldn't go with Paige is because she already – I feel like she already has something to hold – as I'm different, you know, she was the first woman to debut and win the women's championship mm-hmm. on her debut night on Monday Night Raw. So it's like she has that to be like, hey, this is why I'm credible. Um, but for some reason, I don't know why, but I feel like I I don't know why, but Natalia, I like Natalia to win the Rumble just because there's so much great history with her um, and her going into mania to uh, to probably face Charlotte or even to get into the ring with Asuka. I think either of those matches would be really good. Ronda Rousey aside, do you think it could be a surprise entrant? Because WWE has a hard-on for the Bellas. Do you think they'll give it to one of the Bellas? I don't think they'll give it to the Bellas, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bellas show oh, up. Surprise at all. So do you think it'll be a main roster person aside from Ronda Rousey? It would. Do you think it, it could be I someone from it NXT? Would, it, it's possible. I don't think it's possible. Um, if if Ronda Rousey comes up, how about her buddy Shayna Blazer? Blazer? Loser? Blazer. I don't know. Thanks. You're welcome. Too many shots of wrestling already, Michael J. Putty. It's a tough one because the, the field is now wide open with Asuka gone. 
So, I mean, they, they love Sasha Banks. They also love screwing her. So, do they edit? They've her? loved Sasha Banks a lot more lately than they have in the past, though. Have you noticed the the love for Sasha recently? No. That chick is main focus in that poster for Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like the love for her has completely changed. Um, Speaking of the Royal Rumble, we're both watching the Royal Rumble 1997. Are you? Are we both at the same part? Did Razor Ramon? Fucking fake Razor Ramon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh shit! Fake Razor looks pretty good. Damn right. Surprised nothing happened. All right. In other news. Well, the Mixed Match Challenge, some teams have been announced. I'm sure we, we've all been following. Sasha Banks, Finn Balor, Nia Jax, Apollo Crews, Jimmy Uso, Naomi, Rusev Lana, Bobby Roode, Charlotte, and Alexa Bliss Strowman. Thoughts? How you doing? Uh, I like the Jimmy Uso-Naomi match uh, pair up. I like the, the, the like matching the, the husband and wife, Rusev and Lana. Bobby Roode and Charlotte make perfect sense with the robes. But, you know, Nia Jax was campaigning for Strowman. And then I like the fact that they're going with a storyline bet that Alexa Bliss kind of screwed her over it. If you follow them on social medias. So, I don't know what's going on with this. There's only a couple of the teams. Sasha Banks, Finn Balor is a weird combo for me. Nia Jax, Apollo, uh, Enzo Amore, that's what I called. But he's been replaced by Apollo Crews. If he has a flu, why is he being replaced two weeks early? Could it be he'd be fucking party too hard? New Year's? That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Well, then, what other teams do you want to see? Anything offhand? Um, I'm not as interested, i got to be honest with you. Neither am I. Uh, I mean, I, I'm interested to see the it, teams. I'm not going to watch. Yeah. Um, get involved in the conversation. We have a Facebook group going on now, and that's one of the topics that we've recently been discussing. And, and my my standpoint is there's just so much wrestling going on given out by the WWE. You have Monday Night Raw. You have SmackDown. Plus, you go you have the WWE Network. So you're out there trying to find shows and watch shows that pique your interest. I li- I personally like Table for Three. I like the ride along shows. From time to time, I'll watch, watch the- a pay per view here and there. Did you watch? Did the I new- watch what? Did you watch a new photo shoot? No, I have not yet. It's on my list. It's on the queue. You posted a clip on, the, on our Facebook watched. of the Miz talking about the Daniel Bryan incident. So that's an episode I want to watch. That's a show I want to yeah. watch. I just haven't got around to it. I'll probably watch it uh, next weekend. Yeah. And now, on top of that, they're going to now add uh, that I got to go to Facebook and watch wrestling. I'm like, it's a lot. It's not that hard. And, this is, coming, and this is coming from a guy who is the green man going to indie shows, is the green man going to WWE shows, has its own podcast, and it's here talking about wrestling because as if watching wrestling was not enough, I have to talk about it too. So this is way too much. Too much. Yeah, poor you. Too much. Poor you. Poor me. Too much. In other news. Well, Kevin Nash recently appeared on the Ross Report in which he revealed he had a discussion with Vince McMahon about today's product compared to the Attitude Era. Ready for this? Oh. And I quote, I remember one time I was talking to Vince it wasn't last WrestleMania. I think it was the one before that. I just got to ask how things were. And he goes, the things have changed more than anything is back when you were breaking in. It was a shark tank. Everyone was going for the top prize. It was a battle. Now wrestlers wait for him to come around with a sword to anoint them. It's not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of believe that. I believe it. I completely believe that. It's like I John Cena busted his ass, Mrs. Busting his ass, but it seems like everyone else is just like waiting for this moment to like, all right, is it my turn yet? 
I totally but you've created but not for nothing they've created that for them yeah that makes sense you know explain they've totally created that and I think you know how they created it they created it with NXT they created it with um, Triple H I would say created it because he created in NXT it was their opportunity to be able to show their talents and really that's where people are are pushing to be that number one because they want to be picked up into the main roster but once you work hard all of a sudden it is like triple h comes down with a sword and he anoints you you know as like hey you are now one of the chosen ones to come on a monday night raw so now you come up to monday night raw and you have a fucking chip on your shoulder or you come into smackdown and you're like hey i've been chosen to be part of this program, to be part of the main roster. Not, and now I don't, not to say I don't have to work as hard, but now I I have to play my role. I have to be a company man. I have to, you know, if Triple H wants me to do this, this is what I'm going to do. Where in in NXT, you know, I'm giving guidelines, but at the same time, you're trying to feel yourself out. You're trying to feel the fans out. You're trying to feel the product out. And you're giving a little bit more leeway and and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But I think that's what the what we're missing in the main product is is we're missing that that hunger. But it comes from management. It doesn't it doesn't come from the superstars. It doesn't. And the only superstars that are still fighting out there, you name one of them, the Miz. Mm-hmm. Um I think Dolph Ziggler is another one who is out there fighting and scrapping away because he knows how it used to be. And he knows how it can still be, you know? And, and so, I I mean, your thoughts, Michael J. Putty? What do you think? Hmm. You make a valid point. And uh, you, you, you make a valid point. It's all, I can't really argue that. It's kind of, people are kind of complacent. They're waiting for their moment in the sun instead of scratching. Because there's no competition. Mm-hmm. All right, you're not giving me the title. I'm going to go to WCW. You're not giving me the title. I'm going to go to fucking ECW, make a name for myself. There's nowhere to go from here. So, and yeah. then what? Exactly. Then and what? And then what? Once, let, let's say once once you're anointed a champion, okay, and you are IC champion, United States champion, whatever you are, uh, Universal champion, and then what do you do? You know, do you keep? you know, waiting for what your next storyline is going to be? Do you do you wait to see who your next opponent's going to be? Or, or, or are you going to go out there and you're actually going to make a difference and do something different and, and fight for your spot? I think they got into the point where they're just going to wait for that next storyline and be like, all right, give me what I got to do tonight, you know? Yep. In other needs, Michael J. I'll let them miss. What's going to go into speculation? There's speculation that Carmella and Big Cass split up. Is it too soon for me to swoop in? She likes tall guys. She likes tall, doofy white guys, right? Maybe, guess... maybe she's done with tall guys from Queens. Damn. How about that? How you doing? Maybe she's done with that. Tall guys from Queens. How you doing? In other news. Well, Byron Saxon and Renee Young announced on Facebook that the commentary team for the Mixed Match Challenge will yes. be Michael, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Beth Phoenix. Thoughts? Very excited, very interested, and excited to welcome back the Glamazon to a WWE, uh, I guess, setting. Never. You know? Last time we saw her was a uh, Hall of Fame. She wasn't a good talker, though, right? 
Like, how did Lita do? They gave Lita a chance, and Lita was not a great talker. Um, I wouldn't say she's the Lita's the best now, but uh, she, I figured give Beth Phoenix some like tryouts uh, on the uh, like pre-shows. But no, just throwing her in the deep end, see what happens. You know who they need to throw in the deep end? Who I'm very interested to see succeed in this role, Renee Young. I think it's time for waiting for her. She's doing a great job as is. Yeah, but I think she could even do a better job. I'm waiting for the E to get behind Renee Young to be a a lead commentator, to be at the table. Like why? Why? I love Corey Graves, but you've called it out before. Corey Graves is a big Monday Night Raw mark on SmackDown. It sometimes does not work. Okay. Throw in Renee Young in there. Throw leave Corey in on Raw and throw Renee Young in there. With, uh, what's his name? Todd Grisham. <laughs> He's not around anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like, Renee Young would be a, uh, a lead commentator. She would be the straight man. But there's they have Rebecca Cole. They got that fucking other guy. This is no room and the other her. guy. <laughs> yeah. Todd but Grisham. They, they do believe in her. She's doing. She's hosting the fucking pregame shows. She's hosting the right, post-game she's, shows, she's and she's on both shows, SmackDown and Raw, yeah. so they're obviously high on her, yeah. but like you said, they got to find a spot for her to um, grow, no, I think she has which was spot, talking but smack. But this just, whole you know. women's movement, with the women's movement, I think having a lead commentator, have, has that ever happened before? No. Talk about first. Yep. You figure it would happen. Yeah. If they didn't, they didn't do it the May Young Classic, they're not going to do it. Yeah, well, they did do it with the Mae Young because you had Lita. You had yeah, Lita but she wasn't, she wasn't the lead commentator. It was fucking Jr. It should have been Renee She's Young and Lita. Okay. Gotcha. All right. In other news, well, you know the son of the late Brian Pillman, Brian Pillman okay. Jr. Well, he made his pro uh-huh. wrestling debut recently. Wow! Just to make everyone feel you old. Get him on the show. Go for it. That's your thing. To make everybody feel old. Brian Pillman Jr. was only three years old when his father passed away on October 5th, 1997. Oh. So he's wow. following in his father's footsteps and hoping the future is bright for this kid. No thoughts? In other news. Okay. No thoughts at all. Okay. And finally, former TNA and WWE Chrissy Hemi star Kristen Hemi has announced that she will be having surgery to give birth to her quadruplets. What? Oh, my God. I didn't oh fucking hear she had quadruplets. She she's a tiny girl for very four tiny. babies growing in her. Four babies, and she's been in a medical f- facility for the last week because she went into labor early. So they're uh, you have to when you're delivering four kids. Damn, that's a surprise to me. So yeah. good for her, and uh, you know we wish her all the best. Congratulations, baby. Yeah, great way to end the news, Michael J. Putty. Milf like status, right? Milf? Huh? Definitely milf status, right? Absolutely, always. All right, you ready? Milf. You watch Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, I'll get some into some cheers and heels. Right, let's get into it. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown cheers and heels. How was Raw? Well, I mean, besides that, uh, Raw kicked off the new year. What was that? Nothing. Go ahead. 
Oh, Raw kicked out kicked off the new year. Yeah. Uh, so it was their New Year's edition. Correct. I kind of like the fact that they uh, really owned up, and this happened on SmackDown too. Like the graphics mm-hmm. was like a New Year's Happy New Year 2018 graphic. Um, they do that every year. I thought it was really cool because you and I putting a show together, we kind of like it when there are theme shows going on. We had a New Year's show. We had a Christmas they, show. They do it every year. So, I, so I'm going to cheer it okay. because you know they kind of themed it out. It was, it was their New Year show. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a great way uh, to make an impact. I think they went out of their way to make memorable moments, which they don't do that often. Um uh, so first of all, I'm going to cheer that match with Asuka and Alexa Bliss. I like the way that they were building through, throughout the night before the match where, you know, Alexa Bliss was like, hey, I need some help. I don't want to be in this match. I don't deserve to be in this match. You know, she goes to find her girl, uh, Nia Jax, and she's, <laughs> and she's like, hey, uh, you know, I need your back. You know, you need to have my back out there. It's Asuka, you know, Things are going to go down. I, I'm not ready. And I need your help. And Nia Jax is like, I got to take my man some chicken soup. He's mm-hmm. in the hospital. He partied too hard. But he ain't your man yet, though. <laughs> That's a little scary, too, though. I mean, chicks, That's a chicks scary. for dicks, no? I don't, uh, I don't know. I think Nia Jax needs to call up Eric Jaden's hotline. 619-343-3005. Yeah, because she's going to run into some problems if she's coming out really, really strong. Yeah. Uh, on your boy Enzo Amore. Your boy, okay. Okay. He he's someone's boy. I don't know. It, it, mine. But uh, and then the match. I thought I the could match be her was boy. Good. Let me know. <laughs> I thought the match was really good with Asuka and Alexa Bliss. I mean, Alexa Bliss can do no wrong in my eyes. Mine either. Uh, but she did very well. I, th- I thought it was a good back and forth, and I thought. Right. Uh, Overall, great match. Uh, it, it reminded me of the thought that I had about uh, Monday Night Raw a few weeks ago where I said, you know, Monday Night Raw has the time to invest in matches that SmackDown does not. Where something in SmackDown could be very rushed, on Raw you could have great, big quality, long clinic style matches. And I think Asuka and Alexa Bliss definitely pull that off. This past Monday, so I'm gonna cheer them. I think because it wasn't like a squash match. It wasn't Alexa Bliss getting her ass handed to her as what she thought it would happen. She held her own, made yeah. it competitive. I loved it. Yeah, for sure. I got a heel though, my boy. I got to heal something. Okay, you may not like this, but I have to heal Heath Slater and Rhino. You know, and I don't have to heal them just as. You know their person, but I think creative is completely given up on them. So I'm gonna maybe maybe I should be healing creative for putting them both against Braun Strowman. You know, I don't hate that, and, and try to put Braun Strowman over. Okay, like fine. I don't like, like these. These are the first ever SmackDown tag team champions, and they're in a handicap match against Braun Strowman. They weren't. There was one on one, but he. Got himself involved, but they're building towards something here. We're just not sure what it is yet. Let's hope so. Um, But got to be honest, that that was my only heel. What? Oh, wait. No, no, no. I had one more heel. Okay. One more heel for Monday Night Raw. It's probably mine, too. And one more cheer. Um, I have to heel uh, the Woken Matt Hardy. 
And Jesus Christ, I think what the fuck you may watching? disagree also. Are you? You're a big fan, I, I assume. It grew on me, yeah. But um, I'm, I gotta heal the fact that it's not in the main event picture. It, it's a mid card at best. Yeah, kind absolutely. Of a That's not surprising. Thing that they're creating. It's not like I think the the gimmick of of Woken Matt Hardy should go main eventing Monday Night Raw. It should be like the end. Like, but it, they they're they're like. I mean, at this point, what, what are they building up for? For Woken Matt Hardy to face Bray Wyatt in a pre-show? Like, I just don't think they're putting enough money and enough steam into this engine to make it what it needs to be. You know, maybe they're just not letting the leash or Vince McMahon's not loosening up the leash enough for uh, for Woken Matt Hardy to really do what he does best, and that's entertain. Uh, but my cheers of the evening, finally... Uh, my cheers of the night for Monday Night Raw has to be the reuniting of the Bullet Club. You have Balor Club. Uh, Finn Balor. Balor Club. Huh? Balor Club. The Balor Club, yeah. But you ha- you have uh, these three friends coming back together, hopefully. You know, last week we talked about how uh, Balor was a potential tag team partner for Seth Rollins, right? Yep. So hopefully the choice of not putting him with Rollins – allows him to work more with Andy and Gallows because I'm I'm down with that. Hope so. Did I miss anything, Michael J. Yes. Please? Did you like Monday Night Raw? It wasn't that bad. I actually did oh, not I did wow, not hate nice. Raw except for this one big sour point that did not sit well with me at all. Do you want to hear what that is? We talked about a while now that the there is no heavyweight title on Raw, it, the main title on Raw is the Intercontinental title. That's right, right? Remember that? So there is absolutely, right. there's absolutely no way that Brock Lesnar should have main evented that show, especially in that shitty, non-payoff, lame fucking main event segment. The match between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe should have main evented that match because it was a title match and it was a good match with a good storyline behind it. Or if you want to end it with a special, the special of the Balor Club getting together with the two suites in the ring for the first time. Yeah, that should years, have been the end too. I'll buy I that. Agree. But it was a disgrace that Lesnar made invented that fucking show. There was no fucking reason for that. That could have, should have been at the nine o'clock hour, and because th- there was no payoff to that. All right, nothing happened. It was a shitty waste of a main event, waste of an IC waste of an IC title match. You're on point. You're on point tonight, Michael J. Putty. Thanks. And I think, I, I you know what? Let's roll right into SmackDown because you, you're winning me over. So I, so I could only imagine that you have great cheers and heels for SmackDown. And not that much. SmackDown wasn't that great. We're going to cheers. <laughs> the, uh, the Uso and Gable match was awesome. But that false ending was pretty cool. I, I liked it. Very intriguing. Because it was something. Did you catch on before no, it not actually at all. happened? Not at all. Me like, either. What the, what the fuck happened? And it was something different because you see false finishes every now and then, but not with both men being illegal. You see maybe someone's shoulders up, maybe someone's foot on the rope, but both men being illegal, that was pretty different. And it sets up a nice... Needs, needs to go back to wrestling school, though. Yeah, it sets up a nice rematch coming up. It's <laughs> literally he- kind of the both illegal guys in the ring. Gives a little heel heat to the fucking Gables and uh, fucking uh, Benjamin. Uh, it came off well, in my opinion. But I got a side chill because I couldn't really heal this. I couldn't really cheer it. 
But how do they pick and choose when they go to replays? You know what I'm saying? They they called uh-huh. matches, show the replays, and the referee stuck to his decision. But sometimes the referee comes out and goes, watch the replay. It's not so, consistent. You're what, right. What's the protocol here? What's going on? Yeah. Here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's only when it's beneficial yeah. to them. Like, it's like, yeah, there's no consistency. I respect that. Could I, we should heal that. You should completely heal it. Okay, then I'll heal that then. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you. that's a heal. I'm going to cheer. That, that's like a crack in the WWE uh, storytelling because you're you're right. Good to cheers, Rusev singing this time. Well done, buddy. Good job. <laughs> Give Aiden English. I knew you were going to like that. As soon as I heard him sing, I was like, Aiden oh, English a break? Like and finally, finally cheersing uh, Aiden English getting some time to show off his his in-ring singles match in a serious way, not as a joke, like a squash match. Aiden English can work. He can go. And finally, good, he had a decent match with uh, X Wood. So uh, good job for that. And uh, finally, cheers. You got cheers. Becky Lynch coming back. Because yeah. you're back. 2017 was not her year. So probably 2018 is good things for Becky Lynch. My, fire, my fellow Irish lass. The, your, your fellow lass kicker. Yeah. So how did the shows do? We both agreed uh, that Raw was a little bit better. No, um, no so... oh, yeah, we did agree that, yeah. I got a lot more ratings for you than normal this week, though. But this week's Raw drew 2.865 million, which is up from last week's 2.703. Raw was number 10 for the night. Behind eight airings of college football on ESPN and SportsCenter, Raw was also number ten for the night in eighteen to forty demo- eighteen to forty nine demographic, falling behind college football and SportsCenter. You know, college football dominated the night because it was all the bowls games happening. They had like uh, ten games, I think eight or ten games going on that night. Wow! And all games drew a total of eighty million viewers, so no competition for Raw there. SmackDown drew a two point seven two zero which is up from last week's 2.656. Was both shows are up, which is good. SmackDown was number five in viewership for the night, behind the curse of Oak Island. Fixer upper Tucker Carlson and Hannity. SmackDown was number two for the 18 to 49 demographic. Falling behind. Take it away. Um, Rachel Maddow show. The curse of Oak Island. But I got some Total Divas ratings for you, buddy. Really? Total Divas drew in 684,000, ranked number 25 for the night in the 18 to 49 demographic. This is up for the previous episode, 612,000, and ranked 39 for the night. However, this is also the best viewership in the seventh season and the best viewership since January 25th of 2017. So they're going up and up. So good for them, I guess. Have you been watching Total Divas? Um, Fortunately, I I switched my uh, television provider and... I no longer get e? um, the E. Yeah, e I no longer get yeah. E. That sucks. Yeah, in, in the program, in the package I got, E is no longer available. That's so all I'm not file. caught files, up with right? Total I got FiOS, like but files. I, I also, I'm also deals. accessible to Hulu, so I'm just being lazy and haven't caught up. I'm looking forward to Total Divas. Is it a good season? It's pretty good, but yet the addition of Carmella, the addition of Nia Jax, and kind of Alexa Bliss are not really main event thing there's like none they're like i haven't seen anything of substantial with them yet so it's all about the fucking bellas it's all about naomi and then um your girl natalia and uh lana so like why add these girls they're gonna do anything with them yet so hopefully the second season second half of the season will show more but yeah finally it's kind of hard to find this i talked about repeatedly but impact ratings are in all right impact they have their 
their new collaboration with WrestlePro. They have a new show coming out in February, Brace for Impact, where they will be doing a few television tapings at that show for Impact Wrestling. Uh, so it's a new year for them, and congratulations to WrestlePro and what they'll be doing with their talent and Impact Wrestling. So let me know on the ratings. Impact drew its best ratings in months. It drew a 309,000, which is up from last week's 161,000, but last week was a best of show, so take that in consideration. But mm-hmm. 309,000 was the best number they pulled since August of 27, August 17th of 2017. So that's a it's a good sign, I guess, right? It's a very good sign. So good for impact. And I would take those those uh, viewers and make them listeners because if 309,000 listeners listen to a shot of wrestling, just one episode. We'd be, in a, we'd be in a pretty good shape. We do need an impact correspondent. So if you're watching, you want to choose hey. impact, let me know. Inbox at Shadow Wrestling. There you go. So, Michael J. Putty, have we gotten to the end of the show? About damn time. Wow. Another great show behind us. Uh, episode 98. That's it. We are one away for 100 we started this countdown a while back and i can't believe like what i'm wondering what's going to happen after this 100 episode comes around like it's like chris jericho remember when he did the debut and it was like "Eh, eh," and then he just came out and then what happens only you listeners will know by listening into episode 100 and there's a there's still a lot that's going to happen between now and then surprisingly because Recombination Wrestling is coming back in the new year. They're coming back strong, Michael J. Putty. They're coming back real strong with Dangerous Intentions on Friday, January 12th. You better fucking tell me, my man, Mike Rolando, is going to rematch. You know what? I have the card here for you, and I'll let you know. And if you tune in to this week's mini-sode, we will have Mike Rolando and Federated together joining us uh for a mini so and letting us know how they feel do they do they feel a little salty because joe gacy came out of nowhere and took the title um you're right over there michael j putty yeah fine buddy don't die on me no good bro don't die on me i mean we still have a few more episodes to go my friend yeah you'll love it but it's fine But Michael J. Putty, like you said, Mike Orlando will be facing Joe Gacy in a rematch. Um, While we're talking about Federated, Mick Drake will be going on -on one-on-one with Asriel. Now, this is a number one contendership match. Four? So the winner of this match will be the number one contender for either the winner of the Mike Orlando-Joe Gacy match. Now, there's a lot of stipulations on this because what if both Mike Orlando and Mick Drake from Federated, win their matches. Now you'll be seeing brothers at arms going against each other at the anniversary show. Um, can I call big uh-huh. bullshit? What the fuck is Eric Jaden number one contendership? That means carrying organizations on his about, back. <laughs> while we're talking about Eric Jaden, he will be in competition. He'll be facing Coda, which we heard from this evening, and Matthias Glass. Now, Coda mentioned a little bit Triple about threat? the heat that Matthias Glass has been um, getting in the social media world from Maxwell Jacob Feinstein or Friedman, whatever he calls himself nowadays. Um, he was our indie superstar of the year. Um, 
And he's been getting some heat from David Starr about the gimmick that he's been pulling off as this Hasidic Jew um, stuff. But um, yeah, Matthias Glass, Coda, and Eric Jading in a triple threat match. Would Danny Nia... DeMonte will be returning. Will in Queen a... Nia Kennedy be there? Uh, no, Nia Kennedy, oh. uh, you miss her at uh, miss Legendary her. Action Wrestling. Um, but the Queen, Faye Jackson, will oh, be there. Don't worry about it. I'm there. All right. <laughs> Faye Jackson will be going one-on-one with Chris Statlander. Now, Chris Statlander is making waves with WrestlePro at, and is a phenomenal talent. Great get for BCW, and I can't wait to see the athleticism in this women's match between Faye Jackson and Chris Statlander. Um, Danny DeMonte will be returning in a big match as... ECW welcomes Kyle the Beast. You may have seen him in other promotions, but now he is in our backyard, and he'll be going one-on-one with Danny DeMonto. Uh, Darius Carter will be in action. You know, he's been asking everybody to follow him because apparently BCW follows Darius Carter. We're F you, Darius Carter, because you have been given a match with Vinny Pacifico. We also have Alvin Alvarez going one-on-one with the Greek god Papadon. The Ugly Ducklings will be returning. And and this is a a match that a lot of people have gotten really excited about because they have actually gone face-to-face with the Breakfast Club. But if you missed it, this is your opportunity to come back to Dangerous Intentions and catch this second chance-in-a-lifetime match where the Breakfast Club goes against the ugly ducklings also in action the gymnasty boys uh will be going against pca uh and uh ali rex will be going on against uh adira and vanity in a triple threat in a women's triple threat match so a lot of women wrestling action here at bcw uh dangerous intentions and you know your boys the official podcast to BCW will be there giving you all the live coverage um, from the show. Michael J. Putty, yep. on to you. Well, that's it for me. So uh, That's it? Yeah. That's all I got. Well, no go-home thoughts? None. But we're talking about the None. preface club. You're talking about, like, is it a wrestling team? We're talking about Charlamagne the God. Because <laughs> Charlamagne the God in a BCW event, I would pay, pay to see that. Um, I think you will be really excited about this match. It's actually Kip Stevens and CPA, the abominable. So no, CPA. so no Charlamagne. No, I'm sorry. Um, I got a few final thoughts, uh, Michael J. Putty. And if you're following us on a shot of wrestling on face on uh, on Instagram, you may have. Received the announcement that we have new castmates to a shot of wrestling coming in 2018. Uh, Vacant is joining the fold and he'll be running our Facebook group. So if you want to continue the conversation from what you're listening on the show, go on and join the Facebook group. Uh, we're, we, we're talking a lot, of, a lot of stuff about WWE stuff, Ring of Honor stuff. Um, so this is really going to be your forum to discuss your thoughts. Uh, we also... 
Bringing into the fold, Slick Dick Williams. He was our bartender for a few episodes, but uh, your bartender for joined. one episode. Don't don't hype him up. Don't hype him up. <laughs> oh, Mike the bartender. Listen, Mike the bartender is our bartender. <laughs> you listen. You're the to Mike. The show. I got your I like back, it. buddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no one could replace Mike. That's right. Let's be honest. I mean, you're no trying to, so I don't know what the fuck's brought. That's a boot. no one could replace. Mike. No, 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 no. But uh, he'll be coming on board, uh, and if you follow Slick Dick Williams on Instagram, Instagram, okay, you'll know he's a big WWE mark. He's a big WWE live event mark. He loves going to all these shows. Um, he'll be supporting a shot of wrestling when he goes on these ventures. Are so you sure this time? Because you fucking ringside. You didn't wear a fucking shirt or a sign. Let let let's hope so. You know. Oh, so it's a no. You don't he, know. He's yet. employed okay. by a shot of wrestling now. So. Uh, I mean, Michael J. Putty, you pay for the T-shirts. Did you mail one out to Slick Dick Williams or no? Because fuck him, he don't. He won't I wear mean, it. He won't wear it. I mean, you, you you deal with the financials of the business here. You you have to be uh, sending him a T-shirt if you want him to wear one. That's why we're hemorrhaging money here. Oh my god. But yeah, it's coming at your paycheck. It's coming your fucking profit. My paycheck. Jesus fucking Christ! I barely get paid anything. As yeah, it is. Should fucking second thought next time. Uh, these guys are. Next thing you're gonna know, you're gonna tell me is that I'm gonna be sharing the store credit with our intern. Jesus yeah, freaking Christ! <laughs> but uh, yeah, his next event is gonna be uh, Royal Rumble, which is at the end of this month, and he'll be giving us a live coverage of what will be going on uh, live uh, from Philadelphia. So, uh, Shot of Wrestling is growing. Excited to 2018, and uh, Michael J. Putty. Only you know how to do it. But uh, this show is from the fans to the fans, and it's your forum to discuss your thoughts. Who knows? Your thoughts could be part of next week's show. Like I said before, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Shot of Wrestling. And Shot of Wrestling, no A, on Twitter. Uh, You could still dial it up for love or leave us your questions, comments, or concerns on our hotline. Michael J. Putty, what's that number again? 619-3433. Zero zero five. And if you don't like to hear your voice on the hotline, it's okay. We have an inbox all set up for you. You could just write us your comments. Michael J. Putty, hit us up with that inbox. At a shot of wrestling.com. Thank you. So that's it for me. Welcome to the time, Jesus. Mate. Welcome to 2018. Welcome to BCW Dangerous Intentions. Uh, and we will see you there live from the Elks Lodge this Friday night. So for Green Man, for Kota, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Now, this is how Last Call is going to work tonight. You're going to have a this or a that. I'm going to give you two topics or two um, options, and you're going to say which one you like better. Sound good? Now, it's going to be the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Yeah, that is. Sounds great. Uh, WWF or WCW? WCW. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. The city or the suburbs? The city. Star Wars or Star Trek? I don't like either. Oh, but shit. Watch, <laughs> but my mom made me watch Star Wars, so okay. I have to say Star Wars. I'm very curious about this one. Tits or ass? Oh, man. Come on. You should be up there, man. <laughs> tits, man. I'm a tit man. All right. All right. Uh, an iPhone or an Android? Android. A death match or a ladder match? 
Well, if you got to do it, you got to do it big, so I'll just match. Okay. Vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla or chocolate. You know what? I could go for some chocolate. Okay. Raw or SmackDown? Um, SmackDown. All right. Finally, it is a shot of wrestling, so we have to ask, beers or shots? Well, you know what? I only agreed to do this show because I love all right brother thank you very much that was last call with coda yes sir thanks for thanks for having me you have a blessed night sir have a good one hey baby i hear the bell ringing hip tosses and body slams oh my and maybe you seem a bit confused yeah baby but i got you pinned ha 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 but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>